0: How are we doing everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Big D Podcast on Spunky Spectrum Sports. It is Monday, you know what that means. I am here. I, Alex, am here for my weekly NFL recap uh, of the week. So uh, uh, before we get too far in, don't forget to uh, listen, stream on Spotify and Apple Music. We are streaming live, not live, but we are streaming on those two streaming sites and as well, follow us on YouTube at the Spunky
1: Spectrum Sports on the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page.
0: There we go. Thank you, Dylan, for the assist. There, the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. Uh, make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Dylan pumps out great content multiple times a week. He's got some great videos on there. So sub- subscribe to the channel, like the videos, stream on Spotify and Apple Music, and uh, you'll be able to see. Our weekly videos, as well as all the other videos and uh, streams that Dylan does throughout the week. But as always, I have your host here, Dylan. Welcome to your show, Dylan, the big D himself. How are we doing? Uh, I'm, I'm fine
1: now. Uh, a little. Uh, yesterday was great for my DFS teams, but uh, not for my NFL team. Uh, I'm going to save that rant for the end.
0: Yeah, you know, uh Daily Fantasy did not treat me too well either. You uh you got the dub over me this week. I think I took you last week. Uh, I didn't I forgot to uh to really gloat over that one too much last week, but uh you know, you you got me back. I think you beat me pretty I I was at work so I wasn't even I saw I was down big early and I don't think I made much of an effort to come back unfortunately but um i
1: think i beat yeah. you by almost 70 points thank yeah. you ranford tasem hill chris godwin and austin hooper
0: yeah austin hooper i remember i saw was going off for it. you know i wasn't too confident in my lineup this week it was a couple tricky i couldn't use my my jalen waddle that i use against you every week so you know once once i lost waddle i kind of fell apart it looked like but uh you know not a great week for Dan- daily fantasy uh Interesting week for fantasy football and an even more interesting week in just regular football in the NFL. Some crazy games, a couple overtime games, a couple almost crazy comebacks, a couple injuries. You know, it's just this NFL season's had it all. And uh, you know what? Let's kick this off with I think the most uh I think the most anticipated or maybe maybe not maybe tonight's game might be up there too, but one of the most anticipated games of the week. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. I think a lot of people were excited to watch this game. See, you know, obviously Buffalo's been on a bit of a skid. Uh, Tampa Bay's been on a bit of a tear. and The game started out just like that, but uh, Buffalo tried to make a comeback. What did you think of that game?
1: I felt like I was watching two different games yesterday. Because the first half, Tampa dominated Buffalo in every aspect. And then in the second half, particularly the last 10, 11 minutes of the game, The rules were first. It was Buffalo doing whatever he wanted. Josh Allen was a gamer out there with that toe. What's with all these quarterback toe injuries? Give me a second. Like, Like, quarterbacks should not have toe injuries. They should be like running backs or wide receivers.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, this the league's got it, got everything for us this year. Toe injuries, I mean, COVID, COVID, COVID injuries. I guess if you want to call it that, but you know, I mean, Josh Young, yeah, he had the toe injury, but I mean, it didn't really seem to slow him down in the rushing game. It seemed like I mean, twelve carries for a hundred and nine yards, a nine point one rushing rushing average, plus that long rushing touchdown, twenty three long, uh, twenty three yard longest run. I mean. You know Devin Singletary. He uh, did not have much of a game. I think that. There- by the way, by
1: the way, by the way. Speaking of Buffalo's rushing, guess how many rushing attempts a Bill running back recorded in the first half?
0: Was it zero? Because I know that they did not have a running back rush for a very long time. It was zero in the first half. I think that was the
1: first time that happened since nineteen ninety one. I saw a tweet that said the Bills became the first team. Do not have a running back carry in the first half since like nineteen
0: ninety one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Josh Allen is. I mean, move over Lamar Jackson. We might have. We might have a new king of the uh, rushing game when it comes to quarterbacks. I mean, obviously, we've seen Josh Allen's mobility before uh, throughout his career. I mean, it's it's not every it's not every guy who can uh, hurdle a linebacker at full sprint as a quarterback. So uh, we've seen him do that in the past, but to have a 9.1-yard rushing average accumulate 109 yards of rushing in a football game as a quarterback, I mean, those are Lamar Jackson numbers. And not and not only did Josh Allen do that, but he also threw for 308 yards and uh, 36 of 54 with two touchdowns on top of that. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, it was a tale of two halves. The first half, I mean, Tom Brady was Tom Brady. They completely took over that game. Second half, Josh Allen, you know, tried to bring Buffalo back, got him to overtime, but – um. Couldn't quite finish out the job, unfortunately for the Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, and how about Tom? How about Tom Brady making history twice yesterday? First, setting the NFL Mall for completions. At least Mike. Evan, at least Mike Evans remembered the football this time. Yeah. And then a walk off touchdown for his seven 700- hundred touch touchdown pass if you count regular and postseason?
0: I mean, they call him the GOAT. I've st- I've finally come around to the fact that although I'm 25 years old and I didn't really see the Montanas and the Troy Aikmans and the Steve Youngs or really even the Marinos, I mean, what I've seen from Tom Brady in my 25 years on this earth, I couldn't imagine anyone who's done it better than that because – as I mean, I've hated to admit it for a very long time, but it's it's honestly just ridiculous at this point. And um, you know, he's 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 incredible. I mean, Brashad Perryman. Yeah, the only catch of his game of, of the game for him is a fifty-eight yard game winner in overtime. I mean, the storylines just write themselves. It's just I mean, the Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a hot team. I mean, we were talking about last week the the favorites of the NFC, and we were talking all about Green Bay and all about Arizona. I mean. Tom Brady might have something to say about that because these Tampa Bay Buccaneers look dangerous. They've got a solid rushing game. I mean, Tom Brady with a rushing game, it's almost not even fair. I mean, Leonard Fournette, 113 yards, one touchdown. And after after his performance two weeks ago, that seems like mild numbers for him. I mean, it's it's just... I and mean, even Tom Brady had a twelve yard rush. I don't. I don't know if you remember seeing that play. I mean, I I remember seeing. I I saw. I watched the game recap, and I see Tom Brady scampering around for twelve yards on first and ten. I'm like, what is going on? I mean, it's. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They. I mean, obviously, this was a big test for both of these teams. Uh, they both have, at least, have playoff um intent, and uh, both of those teams, I know, want to make a deep run at the playoffs. Obviously, the um. The Bills have been struggling lately. They lost the division lead to the Patriots. But, I mean, you look at the Bucks. They've got the Saints coming up who've been struggling, although they did get Alvin Kamara back. They've got the Panthers coming up who have not had the great year. They've got the Jets after that. We know what's going on with the Jets. And then the Panthers again in the last week of the season. I mean... I don't see a game on that schedule that the, that the Bucks are going to lose. I mean, I'd be shocked if they lost any of those games. It looks like they're going to have three losses going into the playoffs and some hot momentum going into the playoffs, too.
1: Here's what I see with the Bucs. You want good offensive line play? Check. You want a good rushing game? Check. Find me a better group of receivers in football. Let's see. Mike Evans, uh, he, he can make plays, right? Yeah. Chris Godwin, not bad over the middle. Yeah. Kowski, Hall of Fame tied in. And Antonio Brown, if he could keep his head on straight.
0: Right. That's the crazy thing, too, is Antonio Brown was having a great... He he was maybe their best receiver at the beginning of the season. I mean, he was playing amazing football, and then all of a sudden he gets hurt. Then you got this weird COVID stuff going on with him, and it's like, who knows if we're going to see him on the field. But if they get him back... That's just another piece that obviously Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I mean, he was giving him the ball a lot at the beginning of the season when he was on the field. Yeah. With yeah. Antonio Brown back, but by, by the playoffs, I mean we've been to, like we've been talking about the Packers and the Cardinals. I mean this, I, this Tampa Bay team might be the team to beat in the NFC at this point.
1: Yeah, and don't forget the defense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, Richard Sherman had an interception yesterday. Obviously, that defensive line, the interior defensive line, is one of the best in the league. I mean, a team's got Super Bowl all over written all over it.
1: Yeah, Tom Brady's only been the one or two Super
0: Bowls. Yeah, a couple of them. It's not like he doesn't know how to get there or anything. And then on the flip, the flip side of it, you've got the the Buffalo Bills who were the favorites in the AFC for a long time during the season, and they've just kind of fallen apart. I mean. They lost to the Bills last week. They lose to the Bucks this week. They beat the Saints, mean, the Saints.
1: You mean New you mean New England?
0: I don't. Did I say the Bills? Yeah, they lost to the Patriots last week. They lost to the Bucks this week. They beat the they beat the Saints, but that was at one of the lowest points of the Saints in the se- of the season. I mean, they were just they were going really going through it in that week. They're finally starting to get healthier. I mean, at least with Kamara back. I mean, Mark Ingram's still banged up. Taysom Hill's obviously banged up. I mean, they lost to the Colts the week before that. It's just been, it's been a an up and down year, and they're in the down of it for the Bills. I mean, they like for the Bills. I mean, like I said, they lost to the AFC lead to the uh to to the Patriots, and all of a sudden they're looking like they're fighting for a wild card spot.
1: I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. All the Bills choking, all the Bills choking because this, the Buffalo Bills are the best seven and six team I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I'll give you that.
1: They remind me so much of last year's Bucks. I mean, what's different between the last year's Bucks and this year's Buffalo Bills other than that one team plays home weather and the other team plays in Lizards and New They're the same team.
0: I mean maybe a little
1: bit, maybe I'm a worried. little better maybe a little better rushing game for Tampa. Yeah. But Josh Allen's a gamer, he's a top five quarterback in the league. Stephon Diggs is a beast. Cole Beasley is a matchup nightmare in a lot. Dawson Knox is a red zone beast. You can't cover him. And Buffalo's got, I mean, going into yesterday, number one, what, like the number one, number number two scoring defense in football. Mm-hmm. How are they 7 6? Yeah. I mean, Buffalo is 0 5 one possession games.
0: I mean, somebody, whether that comes.
1: Somebody explain that to me. Buffalo's 0 5 one possession. One possession games. I know because my Jacks beat them one of those games. Can't even explain it now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that just comes down to coaching, whether they're not – I mean, whether in crunch time on those two-minute drills or whatever, they're they're not disciplined enough to really get the job done at the end of the game, or if it just comes down to unluckiness at the end of the day, I'm not sure. I mean, because like you said, I mean, they're the best 7-6 and six team you've ever seen. I, I, I echo that statement. I mean, obviously – They've got the talent. We know the Buffalo Bills are are a great team. I mean, a lot of people had the Bills in the Super Bowl at the start of the season coming out of the AFC, uh, especially because the AFC isn't looking very strong this year. I mean, there's only, I mean, the NFC seems like where all of the the best teams are right now. I mean, I'm looking ahead. I'm like, all right, so they got the Panthers next week. They should, I mean, that, that should be a bounce back game for the Bills. You have to assume that. They've got the Patriots the week after that, which I am very excited to watch that game because. Hopefully we have a, a Bills-Patriots game that is in playable conditions because, you know, I feel like we kind of got robbed a couple weeks ago because, I mean, Mac Jones couldn't – he threw the ball three times. The kickers were kicking kicking field goals that are swinging out 60 yards past the post. I want to see that game on – I mean, obviously it's tough because it's between New England or Buffalo. You're not really getting a great weather condition in either spot of there but well, hopefully it's at least a little bit more playable than it was that Monday night game. I mean, it's a one o'clock game, so hopefully the wind dies down, it's not too cold, because really, I'm i really interested to see how that game plays out. I kind, of, Like I said, I kind of feel like we got robbed a couple of weeks back. And then they've got the Falcons and the Jets. So, I mean, there's definitely an opportunity for the Bills to turn this around and get some momentum going to the playoffs. It's just now's the time to do it. I mean, we've been talking about this for weeks now. It's like these teams have... This is this is the stretch. I mean, when you're if you're trying to get to a Super Bowl, you have to have momentum going into the playoffs. You can't limp into the playoffs because if you've got, I mean, if you don't have any confidence going into that playoff game, you're going to get punched in the chin and you're not going to be able to take it.
1: Mark my word. I think the Bills beat New England in Foxborough.
0: Yeah, and and I totally think they should. I mean, obviously New England's been really hot, but I, the Bills have been the have been the team throughout the year until this recent just collapse. I mean, I think the Bills will win that game too, and um, you know, I, I'm, I'm expecting them to win out, to be honest with you. And and it's just a matter of getting the job done. Hopefully they, hopefully they they've got a two possession game going in the last couple of minutes because it seems like they uh they don't they don't know how to handle those knee knockers. But you know, it's just it's an interesting those two teams. I mean, we've we've talked about them a lot, but it was a great matchup between teams. It was a great game, and those are two of some of the most interesting teams in the NFL right now, I think. So. But uh, I think we can move on, if that's all right with you, to uh, yeah. game two on our slate to talk yeah. about.
1: There wasn't one overtime game yesterday. There were two. How about the San Francisco 49ers outlasting the Cincinnati Bengals 26-23. to 23. Jimmy Garoppolo with a late touchdown pass. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo with a late touchdown pass. All the new extra-winging quarterbacks were throwing... Overtime TDs yesterday.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, so here's a question for you, Dylan. Are you, as a result of that game, were you more impressed with the 49ers winning that game or more disappointed with the Bengals losing that game?
1: Probably more impressed with San Francisco winning because San Francisco started well, Garoppolo, Started well. I mean, and and despite being under duress, he was playing well. And Cincinnati came back in the second half, made it a game tied in twenty, kicked a field goal, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been under constant pressure, wondering when is Trey Lance going to take his job? When will the Niners ultimately bench Garoppolo? And Jimmy G just came through with. Big play after big play yesterday, and by golly, he was incredible, especially that touchdown drive for finding Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Garoppolo was a game of, despite being sacked five times, 27 or 41, 296, and a rarity with a Kyle Shannon team. San Francisco didn't have a running game yesterday.
0: Yeah. You know, I think obviously Elijah Mitchell being out definitely hurt that. Uh, Jeff Wilson had to step up, and uh, I mean, fantasy players have been uh, n- have known about the the San Francisco rushing carousel. It seems like throughout the year, uh, I think Elijah Mitchell was one of the hottest waiver wire uh, pickups after Week One uh, in the season, and and it's just been kind of a headache uh, for the for the San for fantasy players when it comes to. Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson and who's getting hurt and who's playing and, and whatever. But, um, you know, I'm looking at the I, – I, like I said, I wasn't able to watch that game. But looking – I watched the recap, and the biggest thing that really stood out to me in this game is is Cincinnati turnovers. I mean, you, you, that, that muffed punt by the, by the Bengals uh, right before the half, I mean, that that was a huge turning point. I mean, it gave San Francisco great field position with the opportunity to score – uh right before the half and and get some extra bonus points there and uh i mean looking at the stats it, it was is it was a pretty pretty even game the 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 key stats i always look at possession was a minute off um uh penalties san francisco actually had more penalties in that game another key stat i look at third down efficiency i mean san francisco 5 for 15 uh f- 5 out of 15 and the uh, bengal's 4 to 13 Passing yards were p- pretty close. I mean, Cincinnati threw the ball a little bit more. Rushing yards, San Francisco had a little bit more rushing yards, but all mostly even. Really, that the, the biggest thing that stands out for me there is just that the two Cincinnati Bengals turnovers versus San Francisco. Two Cincinnati Bengals turnovers versus San Francisco 49-0 turnovers is really what stands out to me as the biggest difference because when you've got a game statistically that close, obviously it goes to overtime, so it's obviously a close game. Turnover batter, battle a lot of the time is what's gonna um win those win you those games or lose you those games.
1: Yeah, and good news for Bango fans, Jamar Chase finally got out of his mini funk.
0: Yeah, I mean great game from Jamar Chase. He had what two touchdowns, right? Uh oh, I was looking at rushing. I was like, yeah, yeah, five, uh, five for, for 77, seventy seven, two 70,
1: touchdowns. Two touchdowns.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a good day for him. I, I mean, obviously, you know, he's a big play. He, he's a big play guy. Uh, you, a little surprised that, you know, I mean, T Higgins had the 114 yards. I mean, Jamar Chase did have a 32 yard catch. Uh, I think that might've been the touchdown if I remember right. Um, but, you know, uh, I think a, a big, a big part of that game, Joe Mixon really couldn't get going 18 carries for 58 yards. I mean, not, you know he's been one of the top running backs in the league this year. You kind of hoping for something a little bit more, uh, not even a little bit more. You you want more out of your running back from that. I mean, obviously they've got uh, Joe Burrow and the receivers. They've got some good connections going there. But Joe Mixon's been a big part of that offense, and he really couldn't get it going yesterday. And I think that also was something that really uh, they they need jo- They need to be able to ha- uh, have all facets of the offense working for that Cincinnati Bengals offense. If the if the passing game isn't complemented by the running game, and the running game isn't complemented by the passing game. I don't think the Bengals are enough of a complete team to be able to win these games without having both of those things working smoothly for
1: them. Yeah, because then they're not relying on Joe Burrow throwing the ball 45, 50 times, because if you've got an even balance, I mean, Burrow only threw, threw 34 times, but if he's not having to create... And it's more run-pass-balance, then you can have him throw a play-action, get the bootleg game going. Yeah. Oh, no. And Jamal, Chase want, Jamal Chase wants lunch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just got a phone call and I didn't mean to uh, interrupt. But I'm back now. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just... it's. The Bengals obviously have some talent but you know after talking about the Bucks and the Bills they're obviously not uh, obviously they aren't on that on that um that status that that line so i mean when you when you have when you have a team that has some holes you really have to have all all facets of your offense all facets of your defense working uh, working together because in a, in a game like that i mean both of these teams have s- 7 and 6 records at, at, after after yesterday I mean, it's it's an even game. It was pretty much an even game throughout, and uh, you really have to have your your playmakers step up and make some plays. And uh, unfortunately for the Bengals, they had they had a couple other playmakers step up, but not all of them. And uh, I think they need a little bit of extra help to be able to get the win yesterday. But we, uh, you want to anything else you want to touch on over the 49 ers Bengals? I think we pretty much covered it. You know, instead of uh, covering a third game this week, I think, um, you know, there's a game tonight that uh, I think deserves a little bit more of our attention. We've got a great matchup. Obviously, you know, um, we've got the Arizona Cardinals and the uh, L.A. Rams. You know, the L.A. Rams are one of the hottest teams in the NFL for a long time. The Cardinals have had a very strange season, I think it's fair to say. How can can the
1: Cardinals have a strange season when they're nine, when they're what, nine and they're 10-2, and, and
0: I just think it's strange because they've done it without Kyler for so long. But, you know, okay, fine. Bad choice of words. Sorry, Dylan. But, you know, I think everyone, I I think a lot of people are very excited for this game today because, um, obviously, like you said, I mean, the Cardinals are 10-2. and two, The the Rams are 8-4. and four. It's a division rivalry game, and uh, this could, the, the winner of this game, I mean, obviously, Arizona looks like the better team right now, but we know that the Rams have some talent. It's re- I'm really going to be interested to see. You know, they've had some problems. Obviously, Daryl Henderson is out this week because of COVID. Uh, Sony Michelle stepped up in a big way last week. Can he do it again is, is a big question. And uh, you're shaking your head, and I think I might know the answer to that before you say a word.
1: I think Arizona wins this game. I'm not sure it's close. Yeah. Arizona won the first game. Kyler just looks like... a Different player right now. I mean, last week in the cold rain of against the Bears, Kyle, Kyle was unstoppable. Yeah, you want him running around. Yeah, you want him throwing. Yeah, Kyle Murray is just one of those guys. I mean, he is Lamar Jackson, but probably a better passer than Lamar. He is yeah. a pinball who could throw the ball seventy yards down the field. And in this game, I'm not sure the Rams stop him. I don't care how well I am and Jalen Ramsey play. I think Kyle is just one of those athletes capable of taking over the game. And I'm telling you, what the Arizona Cardinals did in the offseason may be on uh, the most underrated thing we've ever thing of this campaign. Because Arizona could have gone out and gotten and signed younger players, but they got men. Yeah. James Conner, AJ Green, JJ Watt. Zach Oates from Philly. Together with DeAndre Hopkins. The corners didn't need talent. They needed leaders. Mm-hmm. We see... I mean, James Connors, what? Lean, I think James Connors like one of not the lead leaguers in
0: touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. And he was doing that even when they had um, Chase Edmonds on the field.
1: I mean... How good, how good of a sign would James Connor have been? And A.J. Green still has still got some gaps in the tank. Plus, I think we'll finally see what Cliff Kingsbury can do as a head coach when he's got a quarterback fitting his scheme.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I 100% agree with you. I think the Arizona Cardinals win win, tonight. Uh, you know, I think it might... I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I mean it might be it might be a a ten point game, I think which sounds about right to me. I don't know if it's I mean, you said you don't think it'll be close. I think Arizona I mean the, the Rams have too much talent for, for them to get smacked around by two or three touchdowns. Um, even you know, even without Daryl Henderson, I mean I know it was just the uh, it was just the Jaguars last week. But uh, you know, Sonny Michelle
1: did Don't remind me of last week. I'm sick and tired of that game.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I, just to, just to back up my point, I mean, you know, Sony Michelle, although it was just against the Jaguars, uh, he did have a great game. He showed he can step in and be and be the the lead back on that team when Daryl Henderson's out. Um, obviously Cooper Cup is is fantasy MVP this season, and uh, he's one of the best rec- uh, receivers in the league this year. Um, you know, Matt Stafford has been has kind of had an up and down season, but. You know, Matt. You know, Matt Stafford's an experienced quarterback. This is a this. Is, he knows that this is a big game. He knows that he needs to be at uh, at the best of his ability today against that Arizona deep tonight against that Arizona defense. And I think Matthew Stafford will kind of strap in his chin strap and 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 step up today. I don't like I said. I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, but you know, I think the I think the LA Rams team is too talented to let Arizona come in and beat them by three touchdowns. I mean. Uh, obviously, Kyler Murray has been, you know, when he, as, ever since he came back from injury, I, I, I was a little worried. No, I wouldn't say worried, but I was, I was a little curious to see how Kyler was going to do after after missing so much time. But, I mean, he stepped right back in and like he had never left. So, you know, they, they're definitely going to have a handful with Kyler Murray. Jalen Ramsey's going to have to play lockdown. But, you know, there's only so much you can do against a quarterback like Kyler. So... I definitely do see Arizona winning tonight, but I I think Arizona. I mean, I do think uh, the Rams will put up a fight tonight. I think they've got too much talent not to. And uh, you know, I I just with you know Matthew Stafford. He, like I said earlier, I mean he's an experienced quarterback. He knows this is a big game. He knows this is a division game. If they if if the LA Rams win tonight, they're next thing you know they're one game behind Arizona. I mean the season. You know they or the Ram. I keep mixing these two teams' names up. The Rams uh started the season hot I mean they were they were one of the a lot of teams had a lot of people had them as their Super Bowl favorites during the first half stretch of this year and I think that I mean just the fact that we've seen that already this year i I am confident in a good game from the Rams and and they have to know I mean you win tonight, you're one game back of the division I mean the NFC is a crazy the NFC is a crazy division this year I mean you don't want to be going into the playoffs as a wild card team you want to win your division. And, um, you know, I mean, I think that that's going to give the Rams a little extra fight tonight. I don't think it'll be enough. Like, I mean, I I do have Arizona tonight, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think I think it's going to be a good football game. I think it's going to be a fun football game. And I think it's going to be a, a, maybe not close, maybe not a one possession game, but definitely not a blowout.
1: And remember, only one bye, so it's more important than ever to get home field throughout the playoffs. You you don't want to play an NFC title game in a frigid Lambo.
0: Exactly. Absolutely not. So, I mean, obviously both those teams are fighting for that tonight. It's just, I mean, it, it just kind of depends on which side of the coin you're on. I mean, Arizona, you want to hold that division. You want to hold that one seat. The Rams, you want to take that division lead. You want to take that one seed. So it's just a matter of how you look at it, and it's a matter of who wants it more tonight. I think that's really what it's going to come down to because there's obviously talent on both sides of the ball for both of these teams. It's just going to come down to to game plan and execution and who wants it more. I mean, it's just, you know, that's why they play the games. You can prep all week for a team. You can know what they do inside and out. But if you don't bring it on Sunday and if you don't if you don't fight harder than the guy in front of you on Sunday or Monday I guess in this case it's not going to matter. But Dylan, you know I'm sorry. I'm just going to lead with that. You know, I thought my dolphins were having a bad year and all of a sudden they turned it around. You know, just I'm sorry. Go on. What do you gotta say about your Jacksonville Jaguars? I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a mouthful.
1: I've been wait I've been waiting for this rant since four PM yesterday afternoon. Alright. Okay, let's go. What happened yesterday was pathetic, embarrassing, pitiful, whatever kind of adjective or adverb you want to hear. Look, I don't swear, otherwise I would say some bleeping things about him. <laughs> Yesterday was an incarnation of maybe the worst coaching high we've seen since Bobby Katrina. And trust me, Atlanta Falcons know how bad Bobby Katrina was. He left he left after what twelve, thirteen games. Didn't even last one year. Didn't even last one year. Yeah. Be honest. I don't think overmire should last one year. I don't think overmire should last more than one year. Yeah. What happened happened with that Tom Peluso report frustrated me. I think it annoyed the locker room. I think it annoyed everyone in there. And yesterday, I I I I, I, I don't know what the game plan was yesterday. I'm just saying, would it help, what would be a good way of helping a rookie quarterback? I mean, would it help to run the ball? I'm just saying. like I'd Patriots. say so. I'm just saying, the Patriots run the ball with Mac Jones, right? They run the ball pretty well with Mac Jones, right?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you see Justin Fields last night, especially in the first half against the Packers. Yeah, he, he looked good. He looked yeah. good. And did you see um? Did you see how many, or maybe more so, how few times Jackson ran the ball yesterday?
0: I did actually. I
1: lost count how many times Jackson ran the ball yesterday.
0: You lost was, count because it wasn't very many.
1: <laughs> I think we ran. I think the Jags ran the ball.
0: I can tell you, Jack. Eight times. Nope. Eight times. The Jacksonville Jaguars ran the ball eight times for eight total yards yesterday. That, yeah,
1: that would be one yard a carry. One freaking yard for every time we run the dang ball. What are we doing running the ball eight times? Eight times! You and I could run the ball eight times. I'm mad for, pre- for Pete's sake.
0: I. I didn't know i knew the jaguars lost 20 nothing but seeing that stat eight rushes for eight yards that has got to be one of the most laughable stats i think i've ever seen
1: i'm just saying I just, james robson laughing was a Thousand-yard rusher as a rookie. Where in the bleep has James Robson gone? I don't care if he fumbled the last couple of weeks. You know what? Tiki Barber fumbled, and the Giants gave him the ball. Ezekiel Elliott fumbled, and the Cowboys gave him the ball. Alvin Alph- Kamenbler fumbled, and the Saints gave him the ball. Christian McCaffrey fumbles and the Panthers still give him the ball. Leonard Fournette fumbles, and the Buck still give him the ball, at least when he's not in Bruce Aarons' ball counts. <laughs> and James Robinson fumbled, and he didn't see the field for what? Like half the game. If James Robinson's the best offensive player you have, put him on the field. I don't care if he fumbles. Fumbles. Put him on the field. Put him on the field. I don't care if he coach at Ohio State. He's not a Ezekiel Elliott. He's not Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott he might not even be better than the running backs you Ryan Day's got in Columbus right now.
0: How about, so, the running game obviously was atrocious. Probably the worst I've ever seen in, for an NFL team. Um, you know, the Buffalo Bills didn't run the ball once in the first half, you told me earlier today. I mean, at least she ran the ball in the first half. The only difference is Josh Allen had multiple runs longer than the total yardage of rushing that the Jaguars had yesterday. But not to uh not to dig that cut a little deeper, but I want to switch it over to Trevor Lawrence really quick. Four interceptions. Was that a case of forcing things being not having a score, or was that just bad quarterback play from Trevor Lawrence? I think it was, I was
1: a bit of everything. Bad coaching, bad game plan execution. Of course, my favorite was a great defensive coach. Coach, I mean, he's fooled a lot of the great ones. He's fooled Andrew Luck. He's fooled Sean Martin. Hell, he fooled Tom Brady in a playoff game. Yeah. But True. you cannot have a rookie quarterback stand back there and throw the ball forty times with no running game and no and in a hostile environment, especially against a really competent coach. Give me a break. Trevor Lawrence, the best college quarterback to come in the NFL since Peyton Manning or maybe Andrew. Yeah. And right now, he's regressing while all these young quarterbacks are getting better.
0: That's true. Ugh. And you know, I think the craziest thing for me is looking at, at least just statistically looking at this game, the Titans didn't really do much. I mean, I mean by, they had
1: a by the hun- way, speaking of Titans, did you see you let the Titans receiving yours yeah. yesterday? It wasn't Brown. It wasn't Julio Jones.
0: It was that's where I was going with this. That's exactly where I was going with this. Jeff Swaim, three catches for 45 yards as the leading receiver. Yes, they rushed 102 yards, but it took them five players to get to 102 yards. I mean, their leading rusher was Devonta Foreman, 13 for 47. Tannehill at 29. McNichols had 16, and Hillard had had 13. Then you look at the receiving. Swaim had three for 45. That's their leading receiver. That's not a very good game. Fersker, four for 34. Julio, four for 33. Westbrook, kind three for 31. I mean, I'm looking at Chester Rogers had a fumble. He didn't lose it, but he still fumbled the ball. I mean, Tannehill, 20 of 31, 191 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, four sacks. I mean... The Titans did not play a great football game yesterday, and
1: yet they, and yet they shut us out. And yet, I mean, I mean be honest, be honest. I'm not sure what will happen now. I, I want every mile gone. I, I, I want them gone. I'm like, I don't even care who the. I'm like, I want them gone, gone, because Jacksonville's got two winnable games the next couple of weeks. We've got the pitiful. Texans and the equally pitiful Jets before we're going to get massacred by the Patriots and
0: Colts. Yeah, that's you've been reading my mind today. That's exactly where I was going next, is that the the Jaguars have the Texans and the Jets coming up. I mean, you can't be confident going into either of those games because you shouldn't be confident going into any game this season. I don't care who you're playing. But if you have a chance to win another football game after the ridiculous win you had over Miami... Okay, really? Um you got the Texans and the Jets. Those are two of the teams. If you could hand pick two teams to have next on your schedule, those are probably the two teams you're picking. If the Jag the Jaguars are bad. We know that. But the Texans are bad and the Jets are bad. If one of what do you what do you think would need to happen for Urban Meyer to get fired? Lose both? Lose one?
1: It's not whether you win or lose; it's whether the team competes. And be honest, I don't think the teams compete. Yeah. I mean, you see with the Lions, they might lose thirty to ten, and they're playing their butts off every
0: Sunday. Yeah. That's true. It's just honestly, it's I feel bad for you. You know, obviously Urban Meyer. You know, I, I've had a love and hate relationship growing up as a Gators fan when he. He walked off to go to uh, Ohio State. You know, that hurt a lot of Jaguars fans. He's, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. He's had so much drama and not the good kind this year. Obviously, his team is in shambles. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence isn't really improving. I definitely wouldn't be surprised if Urban Meyer, Meyer, I don't even know if they'd fire him. I wouldn't be surprised if if Urban Meyer just decides he's had enough. Because that just kinda seems to be the kind of guy he is, unfortunately. I mean, he seems to walk away from any uh stress or or or, you know, bad situation he might be in. So, you know, I feel bad for you as Jaguars fan. I I know the rant might have made you feel a little bit better. I know it sure did when Miami was on our big losing streak. But um on the bright side, you've got two games coming up that you have a, a good opportunity to make something happen in. So, I wish you luck in those. Uh, I think that's about all the time we've got. Any last words from you, Dylan? Or uh... that
1: was a good, stressful, leva.
0: Good. That's that's what we're here for. That's what our that's what our Sunday our, our uh, Monday recap rants are here for. But thank you for uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. If you made it this far, hopefully you did. You know, uh, it's definitely a rant you wouldn't want to miss. Uh, I have to give a big uh, shout out and thanks to Dylan, the Big D himself, for having me on. It's been a pleasure as old as always. Um.